Welcome to Mixed Bag of Holding, everybody. Mixed Bag. Oh, yeah. This week, or this month, rather, we're going to be doing a little dive into some of the Unearthed Arcana, the unofficial D&D stuff that hasn't been playtested yet, but things that we're excited about. And Emily, I'll let you take it away because you've done a bit of research. Okay, y'all. Well, I mean, I think we all did a little bit of research. I personally looked up... I personally looked into a circle of stars druid because Ooh. I have played so much druid in my life and I cannot do another druid but it kills me that I cannot do this druid you cannot get away from druids I cannot get away. like literally my very first character was a 3.5 uh druid and then I've played that druid for like five years. Moonshine is a druid. I need to not play a druid. Is this However, like in the heist movie when the people burst in and they're like, we need you for one last druid job. <laughs> one last druid. One last druid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that would be my one last druid. So I'll just jump in. I also I'm did out, look I'm into- for good. <laughs> I also did look into the um, Unearthed Arcana tattoos that just came out maybe in the past week. It's oh, also yeah. very, very cool. So I also want to talk about that. Well, I mean, which do y'all want to hear about first? You want to talk about druids? You want to talk about tattoos? <laughs> Let's. I want to save tattoos. Tattoos. You want to save like tattoos? Okay. Because reading the tattoos was life changing for me. Mm-hmm. And now they're basically magic items, but on your body, and you don't have to. Think You're making about me want to hear about tattoos. Wearing them, <laughs> and I'm straight up while reading it i was like oh my good god i'm gonna my next character is gonna be tatted up and i want to have tattoos that like move like a harry potter image all over me which if it's too magical for murph i can just do mood tattoos that change with my mood but i would love to have like undulating tattoos on me that's pretty rad that's pretty i think dope mood too so like a betty boop that's like constantly dancing yeah Yeah, uh-huh. it's going to be all trademarked characters. <laughs> Just so that anyone who draws fan art will have, have to be a legal suit after them. Olaf I just want her Frozen. to be undrawable. <laughs> There's nothing we hate more than a fan art, and we just want to stop it with Betty Boop. <laughs> this you one's know the Wally. Betty Boop estate is still making so much money. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit is very litigious. <laughs> Actually, so I guess if we're feeling hyped about tattoos, let's talk about tattoos. Yeah. Oh, just so maybe we should, for anyone not in the know, Unearthed Arcana is Mm. stuff that um, Wizards of the Coast, the makers of D&D, they put out... playtest material essentially to be like hey we're trying out this new subclass or whatever play it in your home game and people can kind of get back to them and, and play test it so yeah. circle of spores druid was um, unearthed arcana when we it came out like a week before we started i had my eye on wow. it I, I got my eye on it and i was like you are my destiny and it turned out to be oh. true so i think it's a really fun for anyone who's like making characters or dming it's just a really fun way to get lots of good ideas for new uh flavor and whatnot yeah yeah, so yeah. check out Unearthed Arcana if you feel like the uh, classes uh, that are offered to you in the player's handbook maybe aren't enough for you. Maybe you want to do something weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every every once in a while, sometimes you choose one and it's like overpowered, like my spores damage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get to be a little overpowered in one way. Yeah. And then it gets nerfed in the book, but it's too late for us. But so it's Moonshine too late. just gets you to can't rule. Touch yeah. Me. Um, okay. Uh, so first off, so basically like one of the recent unearthed arcanas had a list of magical tattoos that 
essentially work like a magical item, but they're tattooed on your flesh, which is super cool. Um, it does specify in in the flavor of it. Uh, they don't need to be tattoos. They could be birthmarks or scarification, Ooh. branding, as etc. Which is kind of cool to think of someone who has like magical branding on that that they do to themselves. Obviously, mm. yeah, like magical be sad. body mod. Yeah, essentially. it's basically body mod that works like a magic item. Uh, That's cool because so I was thinking about forking my tongue in real life, <laughs> and <laughs> it just means you can go down on two girls at once. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I just got to meet him. <laughs> <laughs> On two trisses at once. <laughs> so many tongue splinters. Um, so the first one is absorbing tattoo. Uh, so you get a tattoo of an absorbing tattoo. You pick a type of damage from acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, necrotic, poison, psychic, radiant, or thunder. And when you receive that type of damage, you can use a reaction to become immune and regain hit points half to that damage it can only be wow. used once uh specifically all of these tattoos instead of saying once per long rest they all say can't be used again until the next dawn Ooh. which is really funny because they know that like oh an elf is like cool i transfer four hours so yeah. it's suddenly imposing a limit and also like if you take a long rest in the middle of the day but it does have the funny thing that then if it, if you use it at two in the morning, you get it again in like four hours. Does the Ooh. tattoo work one time? Like, a, or do you pick it when you get the tattoo? Are you like, I'm going to get this sublime sunburst? I think that thus it is uh, gives me immunity to I fire damage. Because some of these are like, Santeria. they're essentially like wondrous or very, very rare items. I think that the DM would be the one to give out these tattoos. Oh, I, I meant, I meant do you choose what they do every day or do you pick when you, you get pick the tattoos? One. Yes, Got you it. get a tattoo. So like your DM might be like, do you want a tattoo? I can give you a regular tattoo or there is this special tattoo I can do and they can choose one to throw mm. your way. Then there is a, I'm just going to go through all the tattoos because maybe someone will hear one that they're like, oh, I desperately want that. I'm going to send that to my DM and ask, uh, to put this in my way. Please Barrier do. tattoo basically just buffs your AC. However, from looking at it, it looks like it'd be more beneficial for like a spellcaster type. Mm. Oh, because it doesn't count as armor. Yeah. So you're just a shirtless, tatted up wizard. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is always the thing that you're trying to achieve, which is like, how do I get higher AC without having to wear bulky armor? Yeah. And it is cool too, because then you can like, you can have a tattoo, but you could also carry a shield. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it definitely like, it has kind of like an upper limit to it. So um, it could be like a pissing Calvin holding a shield and that would give you plus two. <laughs> that but you would be... I'd like plot wise, it's really dope because you ever you guys saw have seen Waterworld, right? Where like the girl just has a tattoo on Is her back and not the first time you've mentioned Waterworld. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but like she doesn't know what it is and it turns out like it's a map to land. I just think that like when you're building a character, giving yeah. yourself a tattoo that you don't know the meaning of, but it has Ooh, a power. And just then the DM awesome. can choose to activate <laughs> yes. it at some point. Waterworld exactly. style. Waterworld, Waterworld style. style. <laughs> I, I do feel like here's I mean, the danger. Whose campaign isn't based on Waterworld, right? Costner should cost more. <laughs> here's here's the danger of introducing these magic tattoos into our games is increased mentions of Waterworld. <laughs> and then can you imagine as a joke all of the stupid tattoos we would have? <laughs> like, no, 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 but a 
again, again, I think that the point of these, like these are too overpowered for people to be able to just straight up pick them out for themselves. I think the DM has to have final say right, on these things. Right. No, I'm more saying And like, when I say that my character, my next character will have um, cool, moving, undulating tattoos, they won't be magical. Mm. Unless, unless I get a magical tattoo. You, yeah. And that will be in your hands. Right. And I will have a forked tongue. Okay, um, so next up is Coiling Grasp. Okay, so this one's pretty cool because as an action, the tattoo ink, like basically you have a coiled coiled ink tendrils tattooed on you, but the flavor they give this, which is very cool, is that as an action, the tattoo ink actually jumps off your body as inky tendrils, and a creature within 15 feet has to do a, a 14 strength saving throw or take 3d6 force damage That's and be grappled. Awesome. I mean, I think it's not, it's not as exciting because it takes an action, but I just really love oh. the idea that the tattoo whips off of your body yeah it's, it definitely rolls it's almost like a thorn whip or something yeah, yeah. it kind of reminds me of them. i know we always talk about naruto but yeah, it reminds me of uh, it reminds me of Sh- <laughs> shikamaru who has like the shadow thing of like having almost like a tribal tattoo that you hold your hand out and the like uh black ink shoots out and like grasps somebody or something maybe if i play some kind of wizard then instead of like then instead all of my all of this every spell i have can be on me as a tattoo and when i cast them they jump off of me like my spell slots exist on me as tattoos interesting okay i don't know if my husband is interested no i thought it's 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 a rad idea (laughs) um emily i have a question for you yeah uh, so are these tattoos, they're like items. Do they, are they rated as like in the same yes. way that items are? Yeah, so, there'll be like wondrous, very oh. rare, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. like, like I said, like it is like giving a character a magic item. So it's not something that, it's something that you can hint, hint to your DM. I mm-hmm, want this, right. but and it's not something that you can like, be like, my character starts with this very yeah, you rare just, You just ask your, ask your DM for a wondrous sleeve. <laughs> I, I do have this weird tattoo that I don't know what it means, and maybe it's wondrous or maybe it's just ordinary, but I was born with it, and there's no dry land in this world. I don't know what else to do. Uh, Jake, please. Uh, Waterworld actually kind of a famous box office bust. Not that many people My saw character it. drinks his own piss. Okay. What if? That does happen in Waterworld again. We... What like if we're running into Jake copyright just problems. plays a character that is com- that is from Waterworld <laughs> and just keeps thinking that there is that the world is water despite <laughs> much just, just, just thinks the otherwise. continent is just like one very big boat. <laughs> <laughs> the weirdest thing about not to take this completely off topic and more into Waterworld. One of the weirdest things about Waterworld is that the movie is not well not that well remembered it's a famous box office bust but the Waterworld thing at universal studios is amazing a critical hit (laughs) and it's it is it's a huge hit it's it's like one of the pillars of universal studios That is wild and awesome, and I feel like that gives Waterworld a second life. And I was gonna in... say, I was gonna say that their mummy ride is also a pillar. But I recently, during quarantine, put out like a little Instagram. Hey, please recommend me uh, movies, and a lot of people recommended me the Mummy. The Mummy's so great. I think the Mummy you know might mummy? be beloved. Yeah, have you not seen the original Mummy? I don't know. <laughs> I'll recommend Waterworld. <laughs> Fuck it. Have you seen it recently? <laughs> 
<laughs> we can't okay, get next. started on the mummy. I have I have thoughts. I have thoughts on the mummy ride specifically, but I'm going to hold them until a later time. Continue. Okay, you please. sure you don't want to go off on the mummy ride? I just think it's very interesting that there's a lot of character art used in the ride that is clearly uh-huh. from some uh, mummy animated series that was never made. So they blew up the character art, uh, give it a neon overlay, and they used it as kind of like uh, a cool, trippy visage that you pass through while you're going on the ride. And I just think that's fun. I think it's a fun use of asset recycling. That's my little mummy spiel. Let's oh, so it was a positive spiel. It was not mm-hmm. a beef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really am really into it. Oh, okay, great. Also, it's a sick coaster. All right, so maybe Nadpod doesn't isn't going to have beef with Universal with the Studios. Mummy. We're maybe just going to have a We're partnership pro Universal with Studios. the mummy ride. I mean, don't go there now. <laughs> a partnership. It's closed, yeah, oh yeah. but... Right, it's yeah. closed for sure. Let's well, stay away from it for a while. Pretty natural partnership, Nadpod <laughs> and the mummy ride. Hey, yeah. what's up, guys? That this was episode. a lot of organic promotion. It really was. That's what they fucking want. This like is brought to you is by the definition of integration. <laughs> We're brought to you by Universal Studios. Don't go there. <laughs> Just a quick reminder. Just a quick reminder. Go. Everyone's sick and we can't go. It rules. Couple great rides. Iconic. Don't go. And more tattoos. It's honestly so good that it made Waterworld cool. Don't go. <laughs> mm, I can almost taste the butter beer. I'm not allowed to have. Oh, oh man, you can feel the flames. Sad. Oh wait, I forget if that's the Jaws ride or the Waterworld ride. I wonder if both have an explosion where you can really feel the heat of the flames. Um, anyway, we, don't go. I just, I just realized that actually we're gonna have to put a Waterworld spoilers tag on this. Yeah, Waterworld ride yeah. spoiler. Jake gave away. Jake gave away that the tattoo is a map to land. Yeah, and yeah, there's that's integral. Spoiler: There's dry land in Waterworld. They think it's a myth. <laughs> All the cities are underwater. <laughs> now you're just leaning into this spoiler. Sorry. Costner finds land. Actually, Waterworld mm-hmm. transitions really well into this next, um, <clears throat> into this next tattoo Excellent. called the Eldritch Claw. Oh. Just kidding. It has nothing to do with Waterworld. <laughs> I was so confused. I mean, the movie has its claws in me. Thank you. So this one I think would be really fun to give to a monk because it makes your unarmed strikes magical. Um, and... It gives you a plus one bonus attack to damage and to a plus one bonus to attack and damage on unarmed strikes. And also as a bonus action, you can power up the tattoo, which obviously is visually awesome. And your next melee and your melee weapon attacks can reach 30 feet. So you essentially have ranged like your melee weapon attacks become ranged and deal an extra one D six for the next minute. You can just kick somebody in the face from across the room. Yeah. Again, this is a, again, this is one of those ones that it doesn't recharge again until the next dawn. Mm. It's really cool. They didn't say it till the next morning, you know, like dawn is really good. Yeah. (laughs) Dawn's a cooler time. It'd be really fucked up if you were in a campaign though, that took place on a planet that has like a release. That's like, really far from the sun or something like that so your days are really long i don't know the science of how that would work out but basically a planet that the days are really long (laughs) that'd be a really cool thing to do as a dm like give your player a very powerful tattoo and then (laughs) and then be like but dawn only comes every 36 hours instead of 24 (laughs) yeah i've seen that vin diesel movie yeah (laughs) one of those actually exactly what i was thinking (laughs) <laughs> insufferable fantasy things where it's like ah the days are not monday and tuesday it's uh g- g- gabor, gabor day and um sasa i'm gonna actually yeah. hard disagree on that i but love we have that bread 
I love when people do that. I think it's. I, I love renaming days of the of the week, days of the month. I'm here for it. Let's. Yeah, do I it. think you kind. I mean, you kind of have to do it in like a fantasy novel. Like Aragorn can't do something on a Tuesday. <laughs> that's like, I have weird. Pilates on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, but it is yeah. like they they always do something like by the turn of the next moon or like. Yes, yeah. yeah they just avoid. <laughs> that's the way to do it is to avoid it entirely. Hard disagree. Hard disagree. Use, the lunar, disagree. use the lunar calendar. Like, yes, yes, yes. I can't yes, even yes. imagine Aragorn saying like this afternoon. He, he yeah. would say like when the when the sun is high in the sky. He would be yeah. like, I'm gonna look for the oh. the halfling. Uh, I'll do it there Tuesday is that afternoon. One part where they're all getting together to talk about what to do about Sauron and the ring and they and he says i'll schedule a zoom meeting for wednesday at noon <laughs> october 13th is my birthday so if we could do it before then i would gimli i can't it. hear your audio <laughs> um okay next one is this one's insane and will be so cool to give to someone i think at least um these are also my first impressions i didn't sit down and really try to crunch numbers on these it's called <laughs> the blood fury tattoo you crit on 19 and 20. When you oh, yeah. crit, the target takes an extra 4d6 necrotic damage and you gain temporary HP uh, equal to the necrotic damage that you did. And when a creature you can see damages you, you can use your reaction to make a melee attack against that creature with advantage. Is this, oh. <laughs> this statue is broken. It's broken, right? <laughs> perhaps I'm reading something. Perhaps I read something wrong. I Is was, it wondrous? Presumably, yeah. I think this one's like a real special one. Oh, it only recharges once every fortnight. (laughs) (laughs) Every every Friday, actually. (laughs) Every name day. Yeah. (laughs) At Fridays, you have to be at a Fridays on a Friday in order for blood. It only recharges on months with a thirty-first in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The next one is that next one's just fun for role play. Uh, It's Illuminator's tattoo. It specifies that beautiful calligraphy images of writing, like that it looks like beautiful calligraphy images of writing. So like if you were in like maybe like a hacker's inspired world, you could do like a keyboard or something. Or like if you really loved your lady and you wanted to get like her name across your chest. Yeah. (laughs) Again, implements of writing, not just letters. (laughs) Uh, You know, but it says Jessica. But in pencils. (laughs) (laughs) No, in cursive. In big, beautiful cursive letters. In fucking fancy letters. It would be cool if you had a tattoo of a name and everyone's always like, what is that? What is that? And then down the line, you found out that it summons that person. (laughs) Um, Okay, but the Illuminator's tattoo, uh, you can, first off, this is just dumb, but fun for role play. You can write with your fingertip as if it was ink. Ooh. So like oh. your fingertip becomes a little pen. Just like you got a nasty little ink finger that's again, been sticking it in the bottle. <laughs> again, this is nothing compared to Blood Freery where you crit no. on 19 and 20. You get a nasty No, this tattoo finger. your finger's you dirty. A, yeah, yeah, you get a stinky little uh, ink finger. You get a stinky <laughs> little ink finger. I get this same power by shoving my finger up my ass. All right? Oh, dude. You got to stop doing that around my girl Jessica. You're the asshole yeah. in the party who's like Jessica. jealous that the wizard got this, but is like trying <laughs> Yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, Jessica, protect me. She appears. I clearly have food poisoning. <laughs> I got um, Jessica on the front and on the back in cursive it says tomorrow's just another yesterday. <laughs> and then in parentheses Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> parentheses go pats. 
Um, and then, but you can, uh, so that's not all it does. It also basically gives you illusory script. You touch a piece of writing and say a creature's name and it makes that, you know, piece of paper or parchment or whatever piece of writing invisible to everyone but uh, you and the name that you speak aloud. So you touch a piece of paper, you say Murph, and then no one can see your diary except for you and Murph. Wow. That's cool. Wow. Pass for the next like 24 hours. A diary for me and you. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, I like the I like um, that there are all of these sort of minor ones. The idea of somebody just being covered in tattoos that just have like a ton of minor abilities, like a, a Swiss army knife of a of a character that's all tatted yeah. up is very cool. That's what I was saying. Maybe my spell, if I did a wizard, my spell slots could be exist on me as tattoos. Yeah, that's cool. It also feels um, like how people talk about their tattoos a lot of the time too. Just like, oh, this one, <laughs> this one is for my yeah. uncle. <laughs> They're always for your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for my uncle Jessica who <laughs> you're sure that's not your ex no it's not my ex hey, it's my, my uncle talk me about and Jessica it. broke up okay she's my uncle now <laughs> all my exes are my uncle I met a weird wizard he cursed me the next one's like a fun a fun simple one because it's just it's called life well tattoo which i just keep thinking of called well because also especially because it basically just gives you death ward whenever you drop to zero you go to one instead nice yeah, awesome. but not whenever obviously once per dawn <laughs> when i die fighting a balrog and come back to life i will be referred to as life well life well <laughs> <laughs> Life well planner. I love, I love like a Balrog just like ripping your face off and you coming back with just like your eyeballs all the way back in your sockets and no face being like, I am life well. <laughs> I have survived. You're clearly not doing well. And Everyone's like, like, should we put him out of his misery? He's really you want to be a motivational speaker? Back. <laughs> I'm back. I'm here. I will help you. I have wisdom from beyond. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really inspiring. You literally is the threw thing. up one of your intestines. I'm not sure if it was small or large. <laughs> Hold on, I just need an infusion of plasma, and then I'll be ready to give you wisdom from beyond. <laughs> you just got your ass kicked by a monster, man. <laughs> Do you think that Gandalf didn't actually defeat the Balrog, and he was just lying about it, and he like just found a white cloak and was like, "Yeah, no, I, I defeated it," but like I it died. It's a good as well. way to come back from a failure. It's almost like 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 you fail some if you fail something, but then mm -hmm. you just disappear for a while, and everyone's like, "Wow, they failed!" <laughs> and then you show up three months later yeah, with like dyed hair. Like the gall, like the Balrog just says to to Gandalf, he's like, "You know what? You're you were a disappointment. You suck. I'm gonna send your ass back up." And then Gandalf just like walks over, finds everybody's like, "I won, guys." <laughs> <laughs> That's some shit I would do. That's some hard one energy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he begged Shit. for his life and I'm nothing if not merciful so I let him walk away yeah. with it so I ended up blowing the Balrog <laughs> I got so scared it turned my hair white <laughs> um, okay next one is really 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 fucking dope it's called Ooh. at least in my opinion again I must preface this with that I just, I just read through these for fun I may slightly mince a detail here or there 
Um, dopeness may vary. Dopeness mm. may vary Mincing based on user. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, this one's look called... Look in your mirror and at yourself. Yeah, look in the mirror and at yourself. Um, this one's called ghost step tattoo, which they take the care to have ghost step be one word, but capitalize the G and the S. I appreciate you that. You love it. Shit. I you love, love it. to see it. Um, okay, so this one, this is where I decided to have uh, morphing tattoos all over my body for my next character because it says, well, this tattoo shifts and waves wavers on your body um and you basically with it get uh three charges that you can expend once per new dawn (laughs) once per reading of new dawn on the the... first of blorgstober (laughs) you wow this sure is an earth so there's there's three charges as a bonus action you can expend a charge to become incorporeal so you basically become a ghost and you have resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks. You can't be grappled or restrained, and you can move through creatures and objects as if they were difficult terrain. I guess this one isn't overpowered as much as it's just really cool. That's, well, you so can you become if, like a ghost barbarian? Yeah. You can move through like walls and stuff, because that sounds like I did some research. We'll talk about this creatures. later, but I did some research on you the go, Blood oh, Hunter. You're right. And there's a path <gasps> of Blood Hunter that you can go through walls and stuff, and it's a ghost thing. You can thing. move through creatures and That's objects awesome. as if wow. they were difficult like terrain. Like Gumby. Yeah. That's that good. is Gumby cool. style. <laughs> Wait, you're saying I could be Gumby or a character from Waterworld? Wait, what is Dude. Gumby's horse's name? Pokey. 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 You better believe I'm playing Pokey. I loved Gumby when I was a kid. I loved Gumby. I loved Gumby too. I didn't even get to see the show or anything. I just had a Gumby figurine that I, I was had like, a Gumby you figure rule. too. The You're one, the ideal. Did you guys have the Did you guys have the ones with all the wires in it that yes. was like kind of yeah. dangerous? Yeah, yeah. you could bend Wait. it. Yeah, and you yeah. can bend it to do really cool things. Yeah, the wire would poke out. Are we all four finding out now that we're Gumby heads? I'm yeah. I'm a huge Gumby head. <laughs> I'm a, Who doesn't love Gumby? Or you know that what? I'm fair. a block. I'm a blockhead. I love I the mean, block absolutely me too. What's I had a pokey. That? I had a Gumby. I I never stopped fucking loving Gumby. Yeah. I really I would do. Play with, I would fucking hang out with a Gumby toy right now. <laughs> Gumby I wouldn't play with one. Shit. I wouldn't play with one because they're dangerous with all the wires. But I would. Yeah, hang that's out why with one. I would sure, play with yeah, it because yeah, yeah. I'm an yeah. adult and now I can play with dangerous. You know, toys. you know, you're a '90s kid or an '80s kid if you got poked by a Gumby toy. Yo, I fucking <laughs> love. Yo, we should all get Gumby tattoos. I would do like a like a Nadpod tattoo, and then also we all get fucking that that green green Gumby on yeah. on our shoulder plates, dude. Or we green could be the Gumby band, tattoos. right? You guys, do you guys remember Gumby's band? It was with Pokey who okay. played the drums. Really right, right, right. There was Prickle and there was Goo. Okay, with his pals Pokey, Prickle, and Goo. Yeah, yeah. Again, Pokey, Prickle, I really and Goo. only had the figurine. I'm a youngest child, which means that I just inherited toys that I didn't know what they meant. Right. I'm saying when I got home from school, I would watch the Gumby show at like two mm-hmm. thirty or whatever. And he had a whole band. Mm-hmm. And so prickle, it was like the yellow dinosaur. <laughs> mm. And then goo was blue and she was just some goo. Oh, okay. Goo. So I think I'm in between Emily and Murph on the Gumby. <laughs> <laughs> Caldwell, where do you Cause stand? I knew pokey in the blockheads. <laughs> I think like I'm closer to you, but I got to give it up for you. You're the Gumby Supreme. You are oh, the Gumby Supreme. <laughs> If you know Prickle, I mean, I don't think <laughs> he would. He would always go, "Holy Toledo!" <laughs> this is like 
like blowing my mind. I'm worried now if I had seen an actual Bumby that I wouldn't have liked it. I just had a dope like toy that I could play with. And it actually, I didn't know what it meant. It has it has real Lil Folks energy. And I Ooh, know I would hate you, that. <laughs> Lil Folks is the is the name of the Peanuts gang. We used to joke about this on 8 Bit Book Club because <laughs> Emily hates peanuts. Hate peanuts. And Gumby Gumby has oh. some peanuts energy. Absolutely. So just like, I'm going to go to the store. Pokey, <laughs> do you want to come? Uh, okay, thanks. Gumby. <laughs> See, I think I always thought he was just a cool, undulating, groovy dude that would walk he around is. with psychedelic music playing. He is. Gumby it's... is more than the show. Gumby is a... He, okay. he, it's just like Waterworld is more than the movie. It's a ride. <laughs> agreed, agreed. So oh, you're making your own Universal Studios, Gumby. <laughs> I think Gumby is a... It's a culture. It's... <laughs> It's an energy. Gumby, Gumby bends in more ways than one. So Gumby is psychedelic what you need him to though? Be. I assumed what the bent that the bending was there to make him psychedelic and groovy. He's not he's psychedelic groovy. or groovy. He's just oh, a, he's, groovy. he's like a twelve year old who's like <laughs> hey, dad. Groovy. He can turn into a puddle. He's like a claymation. But like, he's not he's not groovy. I think he's that's not groovy. groovy. He's like Be- just, he's kinda he's kinda like Beth. <laughs> Yeah, no, Gumby's that, just your good green friend. Yeah, he is a good green friend. What he uh-huh. can do and what he represents is groovy. Okay. I, I think, think he's a little groovy because he's from the 70s. Well, they can, <laughs> he has they a can band. slide. They, mm-hmm. he, he has a, a band. band. Yeah, he's I in a band. Just, I pictured him like putting a foot out, like doing one of those cartoon things where you put your foot out and then you slide the he rest does of slide. your body to join it. He does slide and he goes into books and whatnot and that's how yeah, he gets to the different areas. Gumby and his dad enemies. is a fireman. Gumby, Gumby his dad's a enemies. hero. <laughs> God bless anyone who say, who sees the title for this and is like, oh good, I've been looking to hear someone to digest all this new unearthed air. Me, me pouring out all of my Gumby lore knowledge. debate about whether or not Gumby is groovy. <laughs> it's like we open some sort of Gumby vein deep within your brain. <laughs> that can't that can't be stopped. <laughs> I I think like it's gushing. I, <laughs> I don't think that their band was explicitly Christian rock, but it had a Christian rock vibe. So Absolutely. If you, think, if you think that's groovy, then yeah, Gumby's pretty groovy. No, I don't want it. I thought he was a hippie, maybe. No. Oh, he's absolutely, he's a, uh, well, he's kind of like. Uh, I thought he would be like Harv in um, Animal Crossing. He's like. Oh, well, do you get embraced. that ref yet? Do you get that ref yet? No, I'm a KK Slider man. You, you throw that at me, I know what you're talking about. But, but I don't you know haven't Harv. met Harv yet. He hasn't invited you to come to his island to take photos. I can't wait. I can't wait for this day. <laughs> okay, okay, never. But mind not yet. Then. Not yet. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna move on to the next one. Next Please. one is the masquerade tattoo. It's essentially just you can cast disguise self on yourself once per day, which I feel like is a really fun way to. I personally, <laughs> I love the disguise self spell for role playing. Mm-hmm. It just is very. Um, it's very interesting to see what you can do with it. Um, and uh, like, I just, I like it when other people have it. I like when I have it. Um, and I feel like since it's a, ta- a tattoo, it's very cool to give to someone who's just a fighter. Yeah. You know, oh. like what a fun way to give, to give one spell to someone who is not a spellcaster. This does seem yeah. like it's best kind of for melee classes to yeah. give them fun ways to use spells. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. Just like baking um, it in like that. 
And then there's the spell rot tattoo, which is essentially that. It's you can give a tattoo of a single spell of up to fifth level on your skin. Obviously, it has like it has a chart that says like, oh, fifth level would be like the most rare um, mm-hmm. to encounter as if it were a magical item. Uh, and then it also assigns a spell save and an attack bonus based on the level that you give the tattoo. So again, just another fun way to give someone who's not a spellcaster a once a day spell. Mm. These are yeah. also dope. They remind me of the the dragon marks from uh, Eberron. Yeah, but like yeah, dragon just marks way were a more... little confusing to me. Yeah. I was a little confused by them because I felt like I, I I just tried to look through it a couple times and I it just didn't grab me. This yeah, it just seems like a much easier thing that you can stylize and provide yeah. flavor for. And also, I also like, feel like like the spell rot tattoo. You could just give people cantrips. Like what a fun way to give out a couple cantrips that are not game breaking just yeah. give like thaumaturgy to yeah. to your players who aren't uh who aren't uh spellcasters i'm just picturing like playing in a campaign and you and your party wander into like the magical tattoo parlor out of the blue yeah. and like that's such a fun session where everybody such gets yeah. to like session. pick they look at the catalog they're like ooh i want the anchor that gives me thaumaturgy or like i want the tweety bird that gives Ooh. me, uh, you know, like uh, mm-hmm. uh, the rebuke spell. You know, it would be such a fun way to do the spell rot tattoo. And it mm-hmm. would be obviously potentially so uh, so game breaking. But you could have them roll a D6 for cantrip through level five spell. So when they're oh. getting the tattoo, you could have them Whoa. roll to see what level spell they get tattooed on them. Mm-hmm. It also seems fun. Like a tattoo is such a like permanent mark that I feel like it's there's a lot of fun to be had with like involving a minor patron or something like that, or like yeah. you know you're making a bargain or a contract of some sort to get this ability. Like you have to get it on your forehead. Yo, Emily, I think you should <laughs> yeah. DM. You should DM a uh, spring break one shot where we where we. All- <laughs> Where all the characters get fucked up and get tattoos. I would definitely do that. That would be super fun. Down at the boardwalk. The whole journey is they have to figure out how to get them removed before they go home to their parents. Oh, wow. Just a wild sea elf, uh, sea elf uh, island. Yes. <laughs> sea elf island Cancun. is so good. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is a Shadowfell brand tattoo. It gives Ooh. you advantage on stealth checks, and when you take damage, you can use your reaction to become shadowy and insubstantial and take only half the damage. Um, but you can only, you, again, it's once per per dawn. Once per dawn. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, th- so those are all the tattoos. I think I, I think there weren't any that I was so bored by that I didn't include. <laughs> wow. That is a great list. Um, yeah, that's I, right. Yeah, I'll take them all. Yeah. Just load me up here. I did also on the very same document, there were a bunch of new spells and I kind of looked through them. There were a lot of um, fun flavor summoning ones. And uh, there is one called Summon Aberrant Spirit, which is a fourth level sorcerer, warlock and wizard spell, not a druid spell. So I cannot do it. You call forth a spirit from a far realm or another alien realm of madness. The spirit resembles the beholderkin, slotty, or a star spawn. Star spawn. But I, I looked at here's here's if you if you summon a star spawn, they have a whispering aura, which means Great. that anyone within five feet must make a wisdom save or take a three d six psychic damage, and then. 
once per round they have two psychic slams. Um, but the I looked through it. It's a fourth level spell, and I think that it's maybe I think my instinct or my first reaction is that it's maybe not as good as just like a third level like uh, conjure animals. Mm-hmm. Because he but, like his he doesn't hit for that much. Like definitely the whispering aura could be good. Um and he has decent hit points, but like summoning two brown bears at a third level spell feels way better. Yeah. I feel like you should definitely get like an extra just imposed disadvantage due to the fact that you're just spilling worms all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like you get like intimidation and everyone has to do like a, uh, everyone has to do an intelligence save not to just run away. <laughs> that and seems you just fair. like freak out because there's worms everywhere. You just yeah. made worms. <laughs> you know what my hope is? I don't know if NADPOD will ever do any kind of thing in conjunction with Wizards Official where we make like a, a, a you know, a source book that's, that we actually go through wizards with or we work with them on it or something. Mm-hmm. But, but they should it, let us pose for the star spawn in the next yeah. manual. I, it, I, might, I was, it might violate our universal contract is the only <laughs> yeah. thing. That's, That's true. true. There is a the lot of work. Ride. We don't want to drop we our can't, We can't work <laughs> with you. You've with spoiled the, the Universal Studios Especially World Especially since ride. once the mummy ride is open, it will start with Moonshine saying, hey, y'all, welcome to the mummy ride. <laughs> and next campaign we'll have... <laughs> don't you, come here. Why are y'all here? like the mummy ride, you might also like a D and D podcast that you only get to listen to. Um, but I was I was gonna say that um, it would be great if our podcast could, at the very least, make people say Star Spawn so much that it like infects the world, and, they and there's the more star there's more module. Star Spawn co- yeah. content where it's like people at Wizards are like, huh, we're seeing a lot of people just tweeting Star Spawn for no reason. <laughs> there I must be a lot it. of interest in Star Spawn. But see, that's why I'm a little I'm a little like I'm a little nervous that this summon aberrant spirit for star spawn isn't powerful enough because a fourth level spell for something that's like maybe not because like i was kind of hoping it would be like really 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 good so that a bunch of people would be like i'm definitely taking that and i'm summoning star spawn there's definitely some spells that aren't as good but the flavor is so strong yeah like it's like when you go to a restaurant and you get like a small dish but like it's very tasty and like the presentation's really nice yeah. And like maybe you spent too much money on it, but like it was a good picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake, you want to talk about um, the Echo Knight, which you are flirting with playing in yes, our, I, next, uh, our next campaign? I'd say it's getting pretty hot and heavy after reading about mm. this thing. This, It's a fighter that can basically summon an echo of itself from an alternate timeline like a spectral version of itself of an unrealized potential or something that it had. Wow. Uh, So like at third level, you can uh, summon an echo of yourself. Yeah, it's from uh, Wild Mount, right? The new um, uh, Critical Role source book uh, by uh, Matt Mercer. You were telling me about it last night, Murph, and it made me want to play an Echo Knight because there's there's an ability that at, at one point where you can switch, where you can essentially use your own echo. I don't know what level it comes at. You can essentially use this echo that you've created of yourself almost like an unseen servant or something it's like kinda, even like ooh. like almost like beast sense but yeah. with an unseen servant i think that happens at third level like when you choose this as what? the martial archetype That's so awesome. like one of the things you can do is as a bonus action you can teleport magically swapping places with your echo at a cost of 15 feet of your movement regardless of the distance between the two of you uh when you take the attack action on your turn any attack you make with that with that action 
can originate from your space or the Echo's space. Yeah. So like if your Echo is somewhere else, you can attack using your Echo too. Holy I think shit. you have to be within 30 feet, but it's very cool in a battle to just to be like, oh, we're in a throne room. One is up by the evil king. One is down fighting the knights. And you have like your echo do one of your attacks on the king. And then you're down there fighting guards or whatever. Um, and it's, now you see me. Just, yeah. And I also think up. that just like the idea of unrealized timelines is like so romantic to me. Yeah. That like. Mm-hmm. just narratively like when you're building a character that emily you maybe you know about this when i was a kid my mom uh would read my palm and i don't know if this is uh i don't think that she had any actual like um she wasn't a professional palm reader uh-huh. but uh there's like your lifeline and then there's sometimes you have a lifeline that's next to your lifeline on your palm yeah and, it, and she would call it a wistful lifeline which is like you your, you your life might this. be the yeah your life might be this long but you'll always wonder about this other life that you could have had yeah Whoa. and i it's love also... like creating a character that has something like that especially if like somebody is like life has gone to shit and <laughs> i love and the idea just, of like, your, the echo your mom holding version. your hand and just whispering to you this was all the potential of the life you could yeah. have lived she was you... holding her own hand looking at it like, i should have never yeah. married your dad <laughs> Wow, this is what would have happened if you kept with football. <laughs> Why did you quit soccer, Jake? <laughs> it's very funny to picture the Echo Knight like appearing once, but then appearing again later, and they've like just got like some really cool shades on, and they're like driving like a Lamborghini or something like that. You yeah. know what's really said- fun about this too is that throughout, if something big happened in the campaign. And you ch- you make a big choice. Your Ooh. Echo Knight going forward could end up being the version of you that made the other choice. Like your Echo that, Knight could maybe change. I see, that's why I, I love that. Like just like you know, fighting wise, it's it's dope to imagine you like have kind of like a twin or something out there. But I think plot wise, it's so cool to have your Echo be a cooler version of you that you're like that you look up to. Yeah, yeah. And, and eventually you like can meet them uh, like be on their level. That's there's yeah. there's just like so many so many isn't cool opportunities. Isn't there something though that like in higher or did I misunderstand you, Murph, when you said that you can literally like you can go kind of incapacitated and see through their eyes at some point. Yeah. Yes. In battle. Yeah, in battle you can use it kind of when it's close to you within like 30 feet but at a later level you can do it within like a thousand feet or something you can essentially go unconscious become your echo and like basically go check out uh an area and make sure it's safe and if your echo dies it's fine and then you just come back it'd be amazing for scouting missions you just go you send you send an echo version of yourself as soon as everyone finds them they kill them cool your echo's gone I feel like I just imagine you and Caldwell like uh, liking my echo more than me. That's that's <laughs> yeah. I if I play this character. Hey, when's he coming back? <laughs> uh, well, hey, I just uh, fucking, I had to summon him, and he just he went. And hey, he, what's up, yeah, guys? He, he, I'm cool, Jake. Oh, <laughs> hey, Jacob, yeah. what's up? Hey. Wow, Jacob, I ended, up buying, I ended up buying that motorcycle that I've been looking at for a long time on Craigslist, and it just kind of opened up my whole life. Wow, really? I love the leather jacket, Jacob. Yeah, thanks. I would never wear anything like a fleece. <laughs> <laughs> Micro base layer? How about huge leather layer? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, well, I bet that leather doesn't really, it doesn't breathe at all, does it? You look a little hot, Jacob. 
uh, it doesn't need to when I've got the wind in my hair, which <laughs> is long and luxurious because I... Yeah, um, not to I, mention I feel so cool and calm all the time that I don't get nervous sweats at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, I'm Take loving the back face. of that leather jacket. Is that a map to a hidden continent oh on there? Oh my gosh, calling him Jacob just made me realize this is from that TV show, Family Matters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Steph- it's Steve or Stephon. Stephon or Stephon or That fucking machine made him so hot. They took off his glasses. Jaleel White's hot. What do you want to do about it? It's just that's just a reality. He's also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's a triple threat. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, he's hot. He's Urkel. He's Sonic. <laughs> he's hot, Deal he's with Urkel. it. He's, he's hot. Sonic he's Urkel. Hip, it's cool. He's I enjoyed Sonic. it. Deal with it. It's hip. It's different. I enjoy it. <laughs> uh, sweet. You know what? While we're on the subject of. Um, Matt Mercer created yeah. uh, subclasses. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Blood Hunter because I I think uh, this is another class that um, I think would be very great for a performative podcast and stuff. And I know that they did have a uh, a um, a Blood Hunter in Campaign Two of Critical Role, but there are a lot of cool subclasses for it. This is a full class. It is not official yet, but it is a very, very, very cool class. Um, the idea behind it is essentially that you do little blood rituals. Hell yeah. um, you like pay, no. you make like a sacrifice, you do like a little bit of damage to yourself, and then you are able to add damage to your attacks or put curses on other people and whatnot, and there is a um, a subclass of it called Order of the Mutant, which is essentially Dope. your Geralt of Rivia. <laughs> we did it, folks. We got him. He's in yeah. there. Um, so it's it's extraordinarily rad. Um, you basically get to if you do the Order of the Mutant every morning. Um, it doesn't specify dawn. It's after you. I think a long rest. <laughs> um, we're keeping this pretty casual, so forgive us if we mince any um, any details. I'm pretty here. sure I didn't mince a single detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. this you is know, our mince is your meat, baby. Yeah, this so. is. Wow. I am I am mincing here. Isn't mince meat like raisins and beef? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> Why well, put the raisins in it? I know. They, it feels like a, a kitchen accident. Yeah. I think they just had like four things. They had four foods for yeah. most of England's history. Yeah. I don't think fruit should be mixed with meat. You can come at me, but I just don't <laughs> think Yikes. it should be fucking good. Mm, I don't know, an apricot? Ooh, an throw, apricot throw a little a apple nice, like, on like a turkey tajini. sandwich. No, I love an apple on its own, but it should stay away from my fucking meat. All right? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you at level three you learn four mutagen formulas and you can make Whoa. a different one every day they only last for a day so they're unstable so you can't like stockpile um mutagens you just have like a potion every day um later levels you you get more um but the idea is as a bonus action you can consume the the um the mutagen and it has like a positive thing and a negative thing um, that goes along with it, like you get a side effect. So there's one called alluring. Your skin and voice become malleable, allowing you to slightly enhance your appearance and presence. You have advantage on charisma 
uh, ability checks, and the side effect is you have disadvantage on initiative rolls. So oh. there's a lot of stuff like that, and then there's um, stuff that like increases your dex or increases your strength, but makes you less wise or less intelligent. It is so fun Who to cares? see someone who's fucking yourself <laughs> up with potions every day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It also, this feels like a little bit, uh, in addition to Geralt, it feels like very like Ninja Turtles almost because you've just got these like gallons of ooze that you're drinking to like mutate yourself just a little yeah. bit, which is very fun. Mm-hmm. It um, feels like goop. It would... it, it's like, it's wellness. It's basically what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> Except, I mean, do your acai bowls have a downside to them? Uh, I guess they're really high in sugar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's basically pudding. Cool. <laughs> so your skin glows, but maybe you are diabetic. um yeah so there are yeah there's a bunch of uh these cool kind of mutagen things and the idea is that you know a bunch of recipes for them so like if you're going in if you know you're about to go into like the fire temple you take one that makes you immune to fire damage Mm. um and so it's it's a you're very ready to adapt to kind of any situation and then on top of that you've got all the blood hunter flavor which is um at i think like level 10 or something if you touch an object you can learn like the dark secrets behind it and stuff really yeah that would that would pair well with there is some uh i cannot remember the name of it but there's some unearthed arcana a while ago oh onomancy wizard that it requires you to know the name of things in order to get like you know abilities against them yeah and i was like how the heck do you in game establish whether or not you know the name of a creature this sounds like a almost a very sweaty thing to add to your campaign but if you're with a blood hunter and they just touch things and they're like this is the name cool yeah <laughs> well, it seems like a lot of work for the dm to have to yeah. have like a secret name for everything yeah well, I think it's more it's more of it gives you like advantage on history checks and stuff and so it's it's less like oh i touched this and i know everyone who's ever that anything's oh, ever happened I to see, them but it's mm. like if you show it's it's very much like Geralt where it's like you show up you see that there was like a fight here or something and you can like smell blood and like know yeah. where it's coming from and you um you are literally a blood hunter yeah, little, um, little equations appear and you can like uh calculate trajectories and stuff <laughs> like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's various things like you can brand your enemies. So like if as soon as you do damage to them, you essentially know where they are and wow. everything. So like cool. people kind of can't run away from you. Oh, like, that's the I think that's the coolest one I've heard of. Yeah. Yeah, you're super you're super good at tracking people. And then just one of the you know big things about the class is that kind of like the paladin improved smite where you just get to do a D8. Um, uh, with every attack at a certain level, mm-hmm. very early on, you get, um, I, th- I forget if it's, I, I think it's hematurgy dice. Forgive me. Forgive me for Great all name. the mincing. Um, but you get to you get uh, dice that start as a D4, eventually go up to a D6, a D8, and a D10. And essentially you get to like, you like cut yourself, you do damage equal to one of your dice, and then um, you're able to roll like a D4 with every attack that you do um, until you finish a rest. Um, and then cool. it becomes a D6, it becomes a D8, and whatnot. You get to like improve your your weapon with blood. And when magic. you do that damage, it like basically drains your HP a little bit. No, it's just the one time you like sacrifice to get the damage. Then oh, cool! Like yeah. once awesome. per dawn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's a very cool class with a lot of curses and whatnot. And the other um, kind of uh, interesting 
subclasses of it. There's Ghost Slayer, which I the coolest thing about it, I think, is kind of the ghost uh, step thing. Oh, that, they um, have ghost step? They have That's the cool. ghost step where you can go through walls and whatnot. And then there's Order of the Lycan, where mm. the idea behind oh, it that is, is that really cool. uh, you're part of a proud order of blood hunters who undergo the taming, which is like uh, you try to use lycanthropy to your advantage, but you can still lose control. You have to do like wisdom saving throws to not attack the nearest person to you when you're in werewolf mode. But it's it's very powerful. You do a lot of damage. You get damage bonuses. You take half damage from non-silvered weapons. So it's almost like a barbarian in that way. Maybe next campaign I should be a were-tiger. There are, they do exist. And in, instead of a ha- a having a companion, <clears throat> like a, an animal companion, I am someone's animal companion. Oh, His that's cool. His name is cool. Joe Exotic. That's very, <laughs> you're just, yo, that's like what Pokey is to Gumby. And that's, yeah. that's true. Pokey and Gumby could merge into one being. And <laughs> then they would be the perfect god of all clay creatures. And uh, that's a bit like of a spoiler. A, a Gumby centaur. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of a spoiler for my new campaign that I'm running, which is totally claymation. (laughs) Your Wallace and Gromit campaign. (laughs) Fuck. Don't say anymore. Um, Yeah, I have have a little something to share as well. Um, This is a monk subclass uh, that we've had people mention it to us. Uh, Emily, I know that Uh, I think you have someone playing it in a home campaign now. Yes, Uh, in a campaign idea. Way of the Astral Self. Um, it's basically just, hey, you know how D&D is pretty anime? What if we made it fully anime? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you basically are a monk who has a spirit version of yourself that is like spirit armor that you can use uh, for various tasks. Um, I, I kind of wrote out some uh, simple bits about it. Um, yeah, ways of the astral self have an internal struggle with their key. They see their mystical energy as a representation of their true form, an astral self. This form has the capacity to be a force of good or destruction, with some monasteries training students to either temper their nature or embrace their impulses. Um, and basically, as the levels go up, you get astral arms and then an astral visage and then a full astral self, which is just this like spiritual form that kind of surrounds you uh, and gives you all sorts of advantages. Um, I thought one of the cool things about the astral visage is that it's a ghost mask, essentially, that gives you advantage on wisdom and charisma checks, but also dark vision. Whoa. Ooh, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. yeah he's the the guy in, uh, in my campaign. He's kind of, he's almost doing... Like, Jake, you were talking about, like, various timelines. Instead, like, his astral self, like, is kind of representing, like, his repressed self. So it's like he's, like, this super penitent monk, but then his... Uh, uh, like self-flagellating penitent monk, but then his astral self is like wild. like an Amish guy on Rumspringa. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's dope. I love yeah. that. Um, there's another cool thing you can do with your full astral self, where you can speak directly to characters, almost like a rapport spores, or amplify your voice to a 600 foot range. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. God, that is such a Caldwell power. Yeah. <laughs> Caldwell it's... zeroes in on that. Imagine being even louder. <laughs> Imagine projecting your voice, everyone being able to hear every consonant and syllable. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm going to be playing an astral self monk who does Shakespeare in the park uh, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Emily's going to be a tiger who has a who follows Joe Exotic around. 
tattoos. But actually, I yeah, I have to do. You have to play Joe Exotic. Right. So I actually am not even playing a character. I just do whatever you say. Oh I'm the animal companion of Tabaxi an, King. Of an NPC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that documentary, but instead, it's just like actual Tabaxis. <laughs> um. The other cool shit that you can do with Way of the Astral Self. Um, oh, you get plus two to AC at the end. You get three attacks once you have your complete Astral Self. Ooh, um, and then you regain yeah. key when people within 10 feet of you are defeated, uh, which is at like level 17, I think. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and in addition to all the standard monk stuff, I feel like... You played a monk uh, in yes. Dimension 20. I fucking loved it. I yeah, it seems... I'm really tempted. It seems really fun and like also really awesome. good for uh, like performative D and D too. Yeah, I oh, you, you know the strange thing is that theater of the mind because we play with theater like monks are really really um you can be your movement is such a superpower but mm-hmm. because we play with th- theater of the mind a lot of times the the terrain doesn't become as big of a foe. So yeah. like being able to being able to move really well doesn't come into play as well as just doing damage. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, this one like this seems like a good monk class because it is a lot of uh, flavor. You also yeah, that um, flavor is fucking rules. It's it's a very tasty flavor. Uh, it also it's personally I like it because it reminds me of like uh, animes like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or yeah. uh, the Persona series where you play as teenagers who have a psychic embodiment of their insecurities that turns into a cool armored uh, ghost that fights Whoa. for them. Um, and that yeah, awesome. it's very cool. I really like it. Emily, you would love this video game. Uh, it's also got tarot cards Oh, it's a video game? It. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I don't know. For... Should I take up another video game where I play <laughs> with a bunch of animals? Because <laughs> <laughs> Animal uh, Crossing is my life. Yeah. There should be um, a Tom Nook subclass to backseat. That Tom sh- you should Nook. be able to have Fuck a familiar Tom that's Nook. Tom Nook. <laughs> Tom Nook is the villain that you fight at the end. Everyone knows this. <laughs> I only watch you play, but Tom Nook seems nice. He does a little closed eye. He does a nice closed eye smile. Yeah, which he I think does is a nice really closed sweet. eye smile as Hi. he ropes you into another loan for 198,000 bells. But at 0% interest? <laughs> that's, that's charity okay, actually, is what that is. You know what? That's true. That's true. You that know little closed eye smile. Interest. Hi. Hi. Here's then what I'll say about hear. Tom Nook. You go to see him in his little tent during the workday. He's got a book in his hand. You go into that tent right after 5 p.m. That book switches to a can of cola that my man is kicking back. Ooh. He knows That's what I'm how saying. to balance. Okay, yeah, he may know how to balance, but you know what? Actually, I'm I'm going to say I hated him at first because he really micromanaged me, and I didn't like that he was like, hey, can you like set up tents around? Like, Can you set up the houses for the new people coming here? But come to think of it, it's not like he lives in a mansion. So actually, mm. I don't think I hate him anymore. He's right there with you. <laughs> Folks, originally, we love the mortgage poppy. Originally, he was just doling out mortgages and having everyone else do his work, but now he's still just living in his humble tent so i fully take back everything i said about <laughs> oh my tom god nook. huge Here turnaround I am coming out as a tom nook stan i have my fucking stand now i guess fuck me i love the bell daddy i'll do whatever he wants fuck me i love bell daddy <laughs> this is yet another moment where we're having a whole conversation that jake is confused i'm just Bring gonna it back smile to and nodding <laughs> can we talk about costner's early work please <laughs> Wasn't Costner a message in a bottle? <laughs> hmm. Was he? 
I can't remember. I'm more thinking of I don't know, of, but uh, when I was a kid, dreams, I snuck into Tim a PG-13 movie that I wasn't allowed to, and it was Message in a Bottle, and it was fucking terrible, and I was a child who thought I was, like, doing, like, sneaking into a dirty movie, and it was just, <laughs> it was just mature romance. <laughs> yeah, PG-13 is, like, it's mostly innuendo, I think. Yeah. Mm. It's <laughs> I think I have no clue what it got the PG-13 for because I immediately snuck out. <laughs> I prefer the messages in a bottle. You get an Animal Crossing, which sometimes have furniture DIY inside spell. them. DIY yeah. <laughs> spell! Uh, does anybody else have uh, anything else? I feel like I can't do Circle of Stars Druid justice in in a short time. Watch a crit call lightning round. Let's Watch do it. Watch a crit call lightning Okay, first off, your power, the, like druids draw from nature, right? But the Circle of Stars... Stars Druid draws from starlight, which is so inherently dope. And it's all, there's a (laughs) huge divination aspect to this because it's taking the idea of people looking into the stars, charting the stars. And it it reminds me of history, how like when you look, when you read for so long history, the people who were quote unquote scientists were people who just studied the sky and tried to be like, yeah. Okay, so we're going to predict this is we're going to predict there's going to be a tsunami because the sky mm-hmm. looks like this. The so heavenly it's like, orbs have decided. Yeah. So also your spell casting focus instead of, you know, like a lot of druids it's like a feather or a crystal. Um <laughs> Boo. it's a map, which is super Ooh. dope because that is cool. also as someone who uh, just who has her own campaign now i'm very into maps um so it's really cool but they also specifically say in it that your the options that it gives you for map are scroll stone tablet animal hide uh tempered glass discs don't know what that means and crystal a crystal that projects it <gasps> which makes me think that you could be if you were in a sci-fi campaign you could play a circle of spo- a circle of stars druid who was the navigator for the spaceship Ooh. how dope is that And then basically the other cool thing is that, you know how like Moonshine can uh, trade wild shapes to go into fungal form? You get a starry form that you essentially like emanate light and you take on the abilities of uh, of three different... uh, constellations that you know like one helps you heal better another one lets you make like a little range spell attack but it's actually uh, that one bothers me because it, it lets you make a range spell attack which is pretty cool for lower level but it doesn't as you increase in level it doesn't increase in like dice damage, or damage yeah. so that feels or you have or, or like a dragon one which gives you in, uh, intelligence wisdom check but it basically just like buffs different things so that's really cool is this um, like a zodiac druid are you like Yes, you, you're like a is zodiac. Is it based on star druid. signs? Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then at like 14th level, you essentially can do uh, you essentially can do if you guys know the spell Thunderstep, you basically yeah. like grab peop- grab someone and then teleport away while doing damage to anyone who remains. Yeah, which you essentially rules. do that, but with radiant damage and stars. You can take as you can teleport as many of your like party members around you somewhere else and then whoever's still there takes radiant damage which what's is what's that move called uh it is called star flare god damn it star, star flare. flare so star i love it the, the only thing if i did this i would definitely because i've really wanted to i've always wanted to have a character that like was really in tune with the planets yeah. so this is very star and constellation focused but i would definitely work with my dm to make it like i would it would be so cool to flavor all my spells to be inspired by 
uh, like the planets. Like if I had a boon from Jupiter, that could be like, my, like if I got luck points, they could be like a boon from Jupiter. You know, mm. I would want to flavor all my stuff to be like the planets because it feels like a planetary aspect to this character would be dope. We should yeah. absolutely do a one shot that is a like Star Trek or Star Wars style space <laughs> campaign. Awesome. Yeah, It'd that'd be, be awesome. fucking good. Yeah, mm. it, I definitely like the idea of a of a druid spaceship navigator like on a spaceship. I was like, oh, it makes sense because druids always like are often like know the way because they're wanderers or they're good with with tracking and and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like space survival. Yeah. Oh. Love that. Em, you just can't get away from druids. I can't. <laughs> you love but I druids. Way, way One more druids, job. And I need a break. I need new spells. I need I need new abilities. I want to start doing damage someday. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um Sweet guys. Well, this one was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you all y'all for uh, doing your research, especially M, who uh, was uh, our fearless leader on this one. Thanks Thank for telling us about those who cool was tattoos. Our fearless leader. Oh, because I you knew about the all tattoos. the tattoos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you knew you tattoos. knew a lot more than. I did a lot of Waterworld research, and I feel like that (laughs) didn't really get... Jake has Uh, clearly watched Waterworld recently, which is crazy. (laughs) Jake, I can see the back of your room. You're watching it right now. Yeah, super (laughs) loud, man. Yeah, you're watching it on a TV, but also on your phone. So unfortunately, I I went off airplane mode, and I'm using data, and I am streaming it. (laughs) Your recording's totally crackly. Yeah, it's like five seconds behind the TV version that you're also watching. I don't know how you're not going insane. It's it's just all jet ski noises. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, sweet guys um we'll be back next month with another mixed bag but there will be like 50 things in between um now so we'll be back in a couple days uh thank you guys for listening we'll catch you guys next time see ya later